Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jerry, and I have with me the, the original host, Brandon Cunningham. How are you doing, Brandon? I'm awesome. I was also an original member of the Backstreet Boys, too, just in case anybody ever wants to look that up. <laughs> you were like a, the fifth Beatle, right? They, <laughs> you're, you were on, and then they booted you? <laughs> I was always just off stage waiting for somebody to fall down. I'd fill in for them. <laughs> Yeah, my, my my closest relation to the new kids on the block is that uh, in eighth grade I grew a mullet because you know that, that was the thing girls were into at the time. Apparently, it takes more than just a mullet to be on the you know new kids on the block group. Yeah, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> uh, now, for folks who are tuning in to Beyond the Rut podcast for the first time, this is a podcast about inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always wanted beyond the rut. And so, we're trying to reach out to the guys who are. You know, they're, they're making good money. They have a solid career. They have a family, yet there's something missing. They feel like their lives are in a rut. And so the topics we talk about every week are about some of those ruts that we've identified either by, you know, listening to uh, people talking in forums, listen to what people gripe about on Facebook, uh, even from our own lives, some of the ruts that we've experienced. And so we share those topics with practical solutions on how you can begin to work your way out of those ruts by taking your own steps forward. So um, that's what we've been up to. This is probably going to be episode 21, if I've done my math correctly. And it's just a little bit of background of us. Uh, by day, I am an education consultant for one of the largest Catholic healthcare organizations in the world. And I've been doing adult learning and adult education since, oh gosh, at least 12 years. And I also have a background in the United States Army where I served as a sergeant. I was a medic and I've served in combat. I'm also a dad. So, you know, lots of leadership experience there, lots of uh, relationship experience. And of course, then the education consulting part. And then Brandon, tell us about yourself. I've been doing adult education since I was an adult. So probably since 18, (laughs) a long stint in college. Uh, I am a a married to a wonderful woman, a father of five, and uh, I am a project manager by day, a pastor by day, and a podcaster by day, and uh, sometimes on Saturday morning, podcaster. Spent time in the United States Coast Guard, and we just absolutely have such a passion for helping people get beyond where they are now and create their own path. Because in addition to just you know, having your own path in your own life, making society better. We want to see you affect your children or other people's children or just society as a whole. We love this country. That's why we served it. And that's why we are doing this podcast, because we want to serve the people that we can to try to do what we can to make this place better. Great. And for the record, lots of people think Brandon is a righteous dude. So. <laughs> Sorry. I'm very popular among uh, my daughter's friends. They they think I'm funny still. I had to quote that lady from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm a righteous dude. People if you don't know Ferris Bueller, you dude. need to stop stop listening to this. Go watch the movie and come back. Yes, homework, one of the guys. best movies homework. in history. <laughs> there, were, there were actually a lot of neat lessons in that movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, there's. I mean, if we're talking about getting beyond the rut and actually living life. 
you know, Ferris was all about that. I mean, he knew that after graduating from high school, that was college. And then after that, it was the sentence to corporate life. I mean, his dad was basically stuck in an office most of the movie. And his mom was a real estate agent, Mm -hmm. just grinding it out every day. And then even Cameron, whose dad was never home, you know, these were kind of the things that they were struggling with. Like, am I going to be stuck living the life of my parents? I don't want that. I want to do something new. I want to do something different. I want to change the world. I want to change my world. So, um, you know, that that teenage angst from, was it John Hughes who directed the movie? Yes, Uh, sir. You know, just translating that into where we were going. I I think that was just brilliant. Uh, I could not agree more. That movie was all about somebody saying, the world's telling me this is what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to follow all the rules. You're supposed to go to school get married, get a job, get a house, get stuff, and then work for 40 years and then wait to die. And Ferris' whole concept of that was like, why? And no one could answer that question. Why is that the rule? Well, I don't want it to be the rule in my life. And and seriously and literally on a very practical standpoint, Jerry and I have decided that's not going to be the rule for us. It may be a rule the world wants, but it's not a rule we're going to put up with. So we put this podcast together in order to give you practical ideas of how you can say, maybe you don't need to steal your best friend's dad's car and and be in a parade and skip school and all this kind of stuff that, that the movie did, but you're going to have to break some rules because all of those rules are created by society. Not It's not natural for us to just do what everybody else did because you won't end up happy that way. Yeah. And I'm a guy who loves to follow rules. So maybe instead of breaking rules, it's rewrite some rules. So uh, follow in a different set and, and live in the life you actually want for yourself and what you feel on your heart you are called to go do. So that that would be my two cents on that comment. I'm like, I, I can't break any rules, Brandon. I can't. I can't. And that's why Jerry's here. So when I tell people go break all the rules, he can jump in and go, well, legally, we're not saying break the rules. It's like, we no, don't have an attorney yet. So. We were speaking metaphorically. Yeah, I could yeah. see the depositions coming in now. <laughs> that's such a great concept. Rewrite the rules. You have the power to rewrite the rules. And we're not saying go steal something or, or really do anything horrible. We're just saying There's no reason why you have to put on a tie and go sit in a cubicle every day just because that's what either your daughter, your, your daughter, your father did or somebody else did that. And that's the way to make a good income. Because as Jerry said, we're talking about our, our focus is people who make a good living. You're, you're safe. You're eating. You're, you're got insurance. You live in a good place. You know, you're, you're doing well enough. That's our, that's our biggest target right there is don't do enough. Do more. Do something like Jerry said, that is your passion, that you wake up in the morning, that you think about on Sunday afternoon, that you can't wait to plan on Wednesday evening what you're going to do on Thursday because you're passionate about it, not because you have to be there by eight, take your lunch at noon and and leave at five. We're trying to break out of that rut. Exactly. And I think the the end goal that we're trying to help you get to is when you are on that deathbed, you got a moment to think of your final thoughts. You're not thinking, gosh, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. You can actually sit back and say, you know what? This was a good life. My family's here. I accomplished everything I wanted to do, and I couldn't have asked for more. (laughs) (laughs) That's the actual sound of you dying. (laughs) That would be the actual sound of me dying. Well, you love that, though, at your funeral, (laughs) that your kids get up there and just say, my dad or my mom, and 
just just lived. Mm-hmm. You know, they enjoyed their time while they're here. And one of the things that we were talking about in the pre-show as we were kind of preparing is, you know, you can make $100,000 a year, you can make $20,000 a year, but either way, you only have 365 days in a year. Some some of us will, will celebrate 2017 and some of us, this will be our last year. We don't know. So live each day to to drive some sort of passion that's deep down inside of you so you don't just hurry up and get to the end. I hate to hear people say, thank God it's Friday or I can't wait till it's Friday. It's like you're just trying to hurry up and die. Don't, yeah. don't try to get to the end. It ends the same way for every one of us, no matter what your race, religion, creed, color is. We're all going to get out of this the same way. <laughs> yeah. And it's not the way we came into the world either. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, One I, of the things that we you know, we do a lot of, and, and this is uh, early in the, the new year, and so that's that. I'm not sure when this will air, but this applies every day, whether it's March 1st or November 1st is, is reading and planning and, and, and taking time to, to manage your own time. Time management to me is one of the most critical things in the world you can do. And one of my favorite books to read at the beginning of, uh, of most years, I try to do it every year. I've had this book for about seven or eight years is called The Last Lecture by Randy Posh, P-A-U-S-C-H. He uh, actually got sick and died. He knew for about a year that he was dying. And so he wrote this book and talks about how he stopped wasting his time. And there's one one chapter called, I'm on my honeymoon, but if you need me. And he's talking about, you know, how many calls and stuff from work he got on his honeymoon and the things that he did. Just the titles in this, it's a short little book that you can read, but this chapter is about four pages long. And the highlights are, you know, time must be explicitly managed like money. Mm-hmm. Most of us will not waste our money. If I just say, hey, take $50 and throw it out the window, most of us would say, no way. But we will sit in front of a television show for 50 minutes and think nothing of it. Now, I'm not saying TV's bad. I watch it. I watch football and all that kind of stuff. But manage where you spend your time. Another one is ask yourself, are you spending your time on the right things? You know, develop some sort of system to manage your time. Are you spending time watching Netflix? Fine. Not a problem. If you're managing, if that's your choice, you've set aside that time, not just wasted that time. Yeah. I'm glad you shared that. I, it's almost like Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people. I mean, if you want to have a successful project, you think about the end in mind. So what is it going to look like in the end? And in this book, The Last Lecture, it, it pretty much is insight into Posh's life. Uh, he really thought about at the end of this year, I've got a year, maybe less. What is the end of that year going to look like to encapsulate my whole life? And, and so, yeah, do that. You know, write a life plan. I've I've written one. What what do I want my life to look like? You know, at the end of it, and it's very vague. It's just simply putting in habits of prosperity and wellness into my life that changes my life and my the lives of my my kids and the people around us. And so it's like life change for ourselves so that others may experience life change for themselves as well. So it's really cheesy as far as a mission statement goes. But what I really do envision is lots of people at my funeral, not so much crying, but celebrating that they got to meet me. And, right. you know, I, I, I'm not saying it from a, a like an ego point of view, but more of a, a measure of how well did I live my life? And of course, that'll be a measure I'll never get to see so that you know, I do have to have some contentment with that. However, I could look at other things like, you know, when I'm in my 60s, do my kids call me all the time? Which reminds yeah. me, I need to call my dad. Um, <laughs> good so, point. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good guy. And I just need to call him more often because I'm horrible about that. It, but in any case, 
yeah, like what kind of connection do you have with your family? What kind of connection do you have with other people? Are people coming to visit you and ask you for your time or is it the other way around? Like you have to go hound people to, to, to connect with them. And so that's a great point because most of the people that are listening to this are saying, but one of my problems is, is you're trying to get me to start something new, to start a business or a, a process or whatever it is in your life. And now you're telling me I should have more time. I don't have more time. I'm running out of time. I'm up till, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning every night trying to get this business off the ground and, and all of that. I'm I'm not saying squeeze something else into your schedule. I'm saying take your schedule from midnight to midnight and plan it, map it out. One of the things I just ordered and uh, you'll have to help me out on this because I can't remember uh, the guy's name, but I'll look it up here in a minute. It's <laughs> called uh, newyear.net, N-E-U-year.net. And it's a calendar. It's a write-on. It's a giant. Uh, this one, the one I ordered is obviously because they're mean to me. They're not going to put the size on this one. But it's a big calendar that tells you, and it's only $25. It's not super expensive or anything, but it, it, it's a write-on calendar that you can put on your wall and map everything out. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important things you can do is, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to see the guy's name, but I'll find it in a minute. <laughs> Either way, one of the most important things you can do is make your own choices as to what you're going to do in life. Yeah. And, and by scheduling, hey, I'm going to call my dad at eight o'clock on Sunday, the fifth, whatever it is. I don't think Sunday is the fifth, but one of the months it's probably going to fall on a fifth, you know, schedule that once a month, once a week, whatever it is. And then you decide what happens then, because then when I call Jerry and say, Hey, you want to meet up for coffee on Sunday at, at eight o'clock, he can say, Oh, sorry, I already have an appointment there. I can do something at eight 30. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to spend 15, 20 minutes talking to my dad or whatever. Then you get to make everybody else plan around your schedule. Oh, yeah. Like we just talked about our we take a trip to the uh, Frio River up in Lakey, Texas every uh, July. I schedule that in January. My wife schedules it. We have, you know, everybody's on board that week. We're gone. And uh, then we'll schedule a, a vacation for just her and I. And we'll we'll set that in stone probably in about another week. Um, we got to map out some other things with that. But then, you know, when something cool comes along, we've already got it on our schedule. So it's easy to say no. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Yeah. And don't just do it on the big things like that, but do it on a daily basis. You've got to plan a workout. You've got to plan you know, when you're going to eat dinner, when you're going to eat lunch, when you're going to do Bible study. If that's something that you do, if it's not, you know, then maybe read it, it study for your business or, you know, you just finished your master's. And, you know, when are you going to spend time studying, spend time with your kids? I know I, both of us do one on one time with our kids. Uh, you know, maybe it's a date for dinner, go get an ice cream cone, whatever it is, uh, but schedule that time. And then like our kids are a little older. 
mine are a lot older, but yours are older enough now that you can put it on their schedule. Yeah. Hey, I know at four o'clock on Thursday, I've got a date with dad to go get ice cream or whatever it is. That was a bit of a rant, but you no, know. it was perfectly fine <laughs> too. Uh, I was taking some notes down. Uh, so, so you were talking about scheduling the things that are most important. So the big things, so your, your events, uh, with family, uh, but then also breaking it down to the daily things. What are the most important things for you on a day-to-day basis or even on a weekly basis? And that is huge. Like when I, uh, when I lost the 56 pounds in 2013, I had, you know, my workouts scheduled. My alarm went off and that's what you do. My alarm went off. That's what you do. And if there was anything else that wanted to come up into that workout time, I, I was able to say, no, I, I, I'm going to have to schedule that after I'm going to have to schedule that for another day. And they're like, why? I'm like, I'm committed to something. And that was the key thing. I was committed to working out. And because I did that five days a week and I, I also committed to eating healthy. Yeah. I lost 56 pounds <laughs> and, and, and it was roughly in about eight months time that weight came off. It was about one to two pounds per week. Just in case anybody out there's a fitness guru and says, Hey, that's not healthy. It's like, no, I kept to less than two pounds a week guys. It, it's okay. In any case, my boss, uh, she gives us access to her calendar on Outlook. So we're able to see what she's up to. So when we need to bother her, we, we can actually set aside a 15 to 30 minute block to talk to her over Skype or on the phone. And if it's an emergency, of course, we can text. However, we know where she's up to. And she's even put her personal things into her calendar because she feels that it's not just her work life that makes her successful. It's her personal life that carries into her work life. So every morning at six o'clock in the morning, there is a Bible study. You know, it, quiet time is what she puts it or quiet time with God. It, it, it's really neat. But she puts that on there because that's very important for her. And she shares that that's part of her leadership credo that she uses those principles to guide her in her work. And she uh, she actually lives up to it. So, you know, my hypocrite radar radar is always on and it never blips for her. Like, Hey, that's, that's hypocrisy. It never happens because she lives, she, she walks the walk. Uh, in any case, a healthy lunch is on there. So she reminds herself healthy lunch. And, and I've seen her to a T it's either a soup, a salad, a wrap, but the meals are typically about 400, 500 calories of very nutritious organic type stuff. And I'm thinking, gosh, here I am eating some lasagna or a gyro or <laughs> a cheeseburger and she's eating something healthy, just like her calendar says. Uh, and, and so she has those most important things in her calendar, no matter what. And she moves everything around that. So she's got her set routine and she sticks to it and you know, you don't mess with that. And you know, I catch myself all the time moving my routine around just to accommodate other people's things. And that's one of the ruts I need to get myself out of is no, that's, that's a set time. And, uh, I know better. <laughs> so, I have a couple of people that I meet with every time I suggest a time for a meeting, they say yes. And it just frustrated me about three weeks ago. And I was talking to this one lady and I said, you know, it's okay to tell me no. Mm -hmm. I'm not the yeah. most powerful person in the world that I'm going to just flip my lid if you say no. And she goes, well, I just want to be accommodating. And I absolutely am not saying don't be accommodating to people. There's, there's things that I have to bend on. Jerry has to bend on. People have to bend on. But if you dictate most of your schedule, then you will be a happier, more productive person because like like the example Jerry gave, you'll be able to eat better. You'll be able to spend quality alone time on self-improvement, however you see that fits into your life. But you'll also make other people better because then they will respect you more. You know, you would never say, hey, let's meet at six in the morning because you know she has this appointment. Oh, you yeah. know that's 
something that she sticks to. But then also, if she ever said, hey, I will meet you at six in the morning because I know it's vital for what you're doing, then you'll know how important she sees this meeting and you'll be prepared for it. You won't just wander in with without an agenda or questions or whatever she needs. So when you want to meet with somebody who's important, if it's hard to get that appointment, appointment, it's a good thing. You know, yeah. I, I, there's an, a famous attorney, uh, I can't think of it, Mark Garrigos, that always says, you know, if you want an attorney that will always answer your calls, that's the wrong attorney. I'm busy. You want your attorney to be busy and working on something, not yeah. just sitting there at an empty desk going, hi, Jerry, on the first ring, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, because if they're doing that, either A, they're not busy enough, or or B, they're interrupting whatever other important tasks they're on to right. take your call. Because I remember... When I, when I worked in real estate, and even now I've got friends who are real estate agents, <laughs> one thing that always bothered me was while I'm talking with that realtor, you know, the phone goes off and they don't even say, excuse me. They'll just put their finger up like, hey, hold on. <laughs> and then they answer their phone and then they talk to the guy on the phone for like five minutes. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I just drove to your house for 20 minutes or I drove to this restaurant or to this office for 20 minutes to sit down with you for five, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is. And in this time that you've committed to me, where I came to you, you are making me sit here across the desk from you while you take other people's calls. You know, the first couple of times it happened, or the first few years it happened, you know, Mr. Nice Guy, I let it happen. <laughs> I was just like, I'll be patient. But now it happened to me, gosh, maybe three, four months ago. And this guy just kept answering his phone, answering his phone, answering his phone. And, and this was over lunch and he was, he was going to treat me to lunch. And I just, or actually, no, I was, I was buying lunch and I just, I, after he got off the call for like the third time, I said, hey, do you need to handle that issue much more than what we're going to talk about? Because if we can if we can cover this topic that you and I were going to talk about over an email, I'll just email you the questions, respond to that email at your convenience uh, by Friday, and that'll really help me out. But it, it looks like you have something more important going on. Uh, why don't you go ahead and handle that? And then I'll be more respectful to your time and more respectful to my time because I did take time out to travel here to sit down with you. And then I got to take time to travel back to where I need to be. And so if you're going to sit here the whole time and take these calls, let me know now and we can just go ahead and, you know, I'll, I'll pay the check. I'll get my food and I'll just go back to my office and, and get back to work. The look on his face was like, oh, crap. Jerry just got you know harsh with me and and you know he's trying to and and part of it was a power move. The guy was trying to like show me how yeah. important he was and um I just put him on blast and I said, "Look, no, you're not showing me how important you are. You're showing me how much of a jerk you are because I traveled to meet with you for something Show you, me how unimportant I am." Yeah. And it was for something you needed from me and and I do need something from you as well, but you know, if you're going to just be on your phone the whole time to show off how important you are, then then this isn't you know, the meeting we need to have. And so, uh, basically put the guy on blast and, and, you know, he put the phone up, but you can see it was just muscle memory. Cause that phone went off maybe three or four more times with a text message and he wanted to reach for it. And I just looked at him and every time he reached for his phone, I reached for my wallet. That's yeah, a great point. We talked about in a previous episode too, about turning your notifications off on your phone. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things you want to do is manage your time, but you also want to manage. And, and, and it's funny you said that because in this chapter, he talks about, you know, manage your own phone, yeah. you know, and, and it's not necessarily everybody that calls me or texts me gets to talk to me. And I'm okay with that. You know, you might text me. My phone does not make noise when somebody texts unless it's my wife or my kids. Those are the only two people, only, I guess, six people because <laughs> I have five kids, but uh, that it makes noise yeah. for. And it doesn't make noise for every text message. I don't get Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Any of those notifications don't make any noise because 
They're just interruptions in your life. You can go check those anytime you want, but schedule that. Every morning at 8 o'clock, I'm going to check Facebook. Every afternoon at 3, I'm going to do it. Whatever it is for you, do that. Yeah. And the other thing is, when you're with somebody else, turn your phone face down, because some of us still have the notifications that pop up. Uh, don't make noise, but pop up on our phone. And so turn it face down and look at the person you're talking to. Oh, yeah. One of the great things that you can show somebody is respect, and that's how you do it. Tell them whatever's going on, with the exception of my wife calling, because even then it's my wife or my kids that call. Would I ever answer the phone while mm -hmm. I was talking to somebody else? Yeah. Almost all of my calls go to voicemail. Olivia, you know, she catches that. She's like, why don't you answer the phone? I'm like, because I'm spending time with you. You're much more important than the person on the other side of that line. Unless it's our kids calling us for a ride home or something, then yeah, yeah I'll answer it. But, uh, you know, if one of my friends calls and I'm on a date with, with Olivia, yeah. no, I'm not answering that. I'm on a date with Olivia. Uh, but you know, at the same time, you know, like, I'll get a phone call from a friend or a coworker on my cell phone while I'm in a meeting. You know, it's the same thing going back to that, you know, like that realtor who, you know, was showing off. I'm not going to interrupt the meeting and then go out, take the call and then come back because, you know, as an education consultant, there is nothing I do that is life or death. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. That's my it, thing. If you're dying, don't call me. Call yeah. 911. Call a nurse. Call a doctor. Call somebody. Yeah. But don't call me. You know, yeah. And if I was a dispatcher for 911, yes, I'd interrupt what I'm doing to go take yeah. that call. However, I am not. And we're not talking about combat radio operations or anything. This is yeah. education consulting. Nothing I do is vital or desperate or life and death. I mean, maybe the life and death stuff is the accuracy of the work I do since it is a healthcare yeah. organization. Other than that, though, Nothing is time sensitive with what I do. <laughs> and, so. and if you're listening to this, ask yourself that. Is, are the people that call me and Jerry and I have a business together. I mean, we work together and we we still have these same principles and rules applied to each other. It's like I don't call him at two o'clock in the morning and expect him to answer the phone. You know, we have a, a, a app called Slack. Come on, help me out here. Slack. Slack which is a hilarious name for starting a business. But Slack keeps a record of everything we want to say to each other. Hey, I got this article I want you to look at. I want you to look at this. I got a question. I got a comment, whatever it is. And then he works on his schedule. I work on my schedule. And we set up times when we need to meet and things like that. But it's a, it's a principle that will change your life if you really look at, like what Jerry just said, are you saving people's lives? Then don't take every phone call. Don't take every message, certainly not every Facebook post or Twitter post or whatever it is. And then you dictate your schedule because you can't call whoever it is that you, you know, the head of Google, the, you know, the president, the, um, you know, the, the, the president of your company probably doesn't answer the phone every time somebody wants to call them. Successful people are not as accessible as everybody else. Yeah. All right. So that's probably a good stopping point. Uh, so we've talked about. You know, no, getting, I've scheduled more time. I don't oh, want to stop. Oh, oh. Well, actually, we got five <laughs> minutes left. We, we blocked a, an hour for this recording hey. session. <laughs> there you go. Hold to the rules. <laughs> That's what I'm doing here. We're, we're sticking to our schedule. Uh, in any case, so we, we earlier in the episode, we talked about the importance of getting a calendar and scheduling what is most important. And then we followed that up with having the courage and the strength to say no to your interruptions, whether that's turning off your notifications, ignoring phone calls, ignoring text messages while you're in the moment of a meeting of a project, you know, don't let the interruptions become interruptions. So turning off all those notifications to protect your schedule of doing what is most important. Brandon, is there anything else uh, you would like to recommend to our listeners, either a potent first step they should take or uh, a third item that we haven't considered? Uh, I 
I think the most important thing you can do is is schedule. Get a calendar. Get a good calendar. the The name I was trying to remember is John Acuff. Oh yes, uh, Acuff dot me is is his blog, I believe, and and he talks about this calendar that I bought. and And I'm not big on buying new calendars and 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 new little gadgets and stuff like that. But I think when you see it on the wall, it'll make all the difference in the world. You'll see where your time is going, just like money. Time is a very, very limited commodity. Great. All right. We'd like to thank you guys for listening. And uh, you can catch all of our show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 021 because this is episode 21 and that's how we roll. We'd also 21. We can drink now. Yeah. <laughs> this this show can now go get a beer. <laughs> you know, that also means we're, we're probably going to start getting noticed and we can only get noticed with your help. So if you loved the episode that you listened to, if you listen to it on the web from our website, forward the link to a friend, a coworker, a family member, a neighbor, what have you put it on your own social media again this the show notes for this episode can be found at beyondtherut.com slash zero two one but we'd also love for you to subscribe and never miss an episode so if you're an apple user go to itunes search beyond the rut and subscribe to our show and if you really love our show or if you really hate our show or you're somewhere in the middle leave us a review and you can do that through the itunes app it's harder to do from a mobile device uh, because the mobile device will take you straight to the podcast app and you can't do any commentary there. So you'll need to go to your desktop or your laptop and get onto iTunes, go to our show in the iTunes store and leave a review for us. And uh, whether it's one star, five stars, I think it only stops you at five because we'd love to have a million, gajillion, billion stars from you. Leave us some uh, feedback too. What you love about the show, what you hate about the show, what you'd love to hear in future episodes. Put that into your comments as well and we'll do our best to address those in the near future. If you're an Android user like me, don't worry. Oh. I, I, nay, nay, nay. <laughs> you can actually find our show on Stitcher. You go into your Stitcher app and just search Beyond the Rut and we'll pop up. You know, subscribe to us there. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and we'll catch you on the next episode of Beyond the Rut. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.